the language of deceit. Notes and extracts. Passing thought. The search for ourselves and relevance. We stand apart from how reality is presented. Observations distance us from objects. Trapped in the dreams of others, we can live only an inert existence. A place where the past must surely become the future. A middle ground controlled by the medium of media. Where we are informed that our enemies are everywhere. Television's enemy is the word. Its currency is the image. Radio's enemy is the idea. Its currency is control of your thoughts. The modern media matrix has everything to do with how knowledge is acquired and then disseminated or quickly buried and lost forever. Technological media, in the main, does not attempt to impart knowledge. It strives to give the viewer the impression that he knows something. There is a vast chasm of difference. Radio blocks your vision and limits your frequency of understanding. The result is that you live in a passive cloud floating on a sea of mirrors and memories. You drift. You rarely, if ever, have control over your own destiny. Able to exert only a minimal effect, you will probably, eventually, at least the system hopes, give up. The majority are persuaded early on to do this. The state wins by default when nobody protests and nobody stands up. It is an extremely relevant issue that the state funds everything with resources that it steals through threats of force from private individuals. Everything it gives out once belonged to somebody else and was a result of their hard work, their productivity and their ingenuity. Most people lack the vision to see beyond the veil of violence carried out on their behalf by others. Until this mixture of bribery and extortion stops, there will be no real progress for anyone, ever. It is all just deck chairs on the Titanic and the frilly words of well-dressed opinions. Who pays you usually becomes your master. Who puts food on the table rarely receives any kind of justified criticism. Let us be careful 
not to make good the enemy of great. The marketing of a quickly painted face value ensures that we understand little of the mechanisms at work behind the scenes. Your horizons are curtains of thoughtfulness. The land is layers of bedrock, symbolic with layers of knowledge beneath the surface. Carelessness leads us to a society of surfaces with no feelings. A course of meandering uselessness. The river flows but goes nowhere. We have mapped everything but are more lost than ever. IQs are, in general, falling across the Western world simply because no soul can prosper in an environment where they are not free. Free to think, free to travel, free to move, free to choose, free to love. Success is not just truly the achievement. It is within the ability to form progressive or worthy habits or goals. It requires that you do something. It requires a result. It requires feedback. It is, in the end, something that you become and not just something that you are. Have you ever pondered over the intersections of parenting and teaching? If, of course, they are not one and the same. Does one begin with the other ends? Is there any clear end or beginning? To educate well requires responsibility, which requires the ability to respond well. Perhaps with less focus on training and more focus on intuition, this may be possible. The fact is that school does almost nothing that it claims to do, because no future is ever guaranteed. For sure, it is the duty of every parent to find a good education for their child. But this is not possible in any system of theft and bribery and force and failure. The rewards should not be taxing, they should be liberating. The simple purpose of state schools is to remove individual freedom from society's structure and replace it with a kind of group think. It is coffin nails to free choice and free thought, because when they tell you it is free, what they are not telling you is that you will pay for it in a thousand other hidden ways. Those lies 
are differing and various at every level, but they are there. Teachers, as always, first must examine themselves. Real learning is a full-bodied, interconnected, deep emotional experience where the inner soul or ghost or spirit connects with its outer environment to stimulate the very sense of your being. Basically, you can't learn anything if you are unable to feel the difference or change within yourself. Essentially, learning comes from the learner's wants and needs, and nothing of any true relevance can ever be taught if both the learner and teacher, though they may be one and the same, do not value an open principle of understanding. It is the change by the self, within the self, within the consciousness of the self, that is of the greatest benefit to the individual. Thus influenced we develop our unique understandings of the world and learn to see through our own eyes, to understand the difference between what we have and the realization of our true potential. We must be free to dream and embrace a spirit of creation wherever we are. To see our own growth, we must stimulate ourselves to apply sensory logic through our own personal experience of internal grammar and external rhetoric. The ultimate goal, however distant, is to approach truth and through truth to find peace. In the hope, of course, that this will distance us from the looming conflicts in life. We must come to know who we are, where we are, and when we are, before we can answer any of the more complex issues. Then, perhaps, we could maybe take the next step on that infinite journey of our consciousness. Eventually, we must recognize that each action, however small, pieces together the greater puzzle of who we can become and what legacy we may leave behind. To do all of this, we must not be afraid wherever we find ourselves, in families, at school, through our occupations. We must love wholly, completely, and unconditionally. We must love those around us, and we must love who we are and who we will become.
Too often, life in the modern sense is just the motions of life with the emotions removed. It is a cold, calculated and clinical form of emotionless professional behavior. The simple and natural art of living and learning has been overcomplicated with a complex systematic pedagogy of academiotics, a blind faith in rules and rulers and governors and governments and schematic micromanagement. Life is not about just collecting facts as a machine would store data, as this is not learning or growing in any true sense. To find sense, we must experience. The language of deceit. Notes and extracts.